This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. The NFL season is finally over. The Kansas City Chiefs have beat the 49ers, and now the Cowboys have a lot of thinking to do. For the past near decade, the Chiefs and 49ers have been the model of consistency in the NFL. While the Super Bowl and the event's pageantry are casual experiences to casual fans, diehard fans of the sport understand the difficulty it takes to make it to Super Bowl Sunday as regular as San Francisco and Kansas City. For Cowboy fans, it's challenging to be onlookers as yet another trophy is hoisted by the Chiefs, and the Cowboys continue their Super Bowl drought heading into the 2024 season. So we're going to uh, give you a couple of Cowboy-related thoughts after this Super Bowl. The Cowboys need to be more aggressive in building their roster. The Dallas Cowboys were once one of the more aggressive sports franchises in the world. Strangely, they have become risk-adverse in trying to acquire the best players and assemble the best roster. Over the last few seasons, the Cowboys have struggled to beat the 49ers. Coaching is a factor, but talent separates the two clubs and is the most glaring difference. The 49ers continually add vital pieces to fortify their roster and are willing to do what it takes. For example, the 49ers were leading the NFC West at the NFL trade deadline and felt they needed to add more talent to their defensive line. Instead of sitting on their hands, they acquired former number one overall pick Chase Young for a third-round draft pick in years prior. They also acquired Christian McCaffrey, who placed third in MVP voting this season, and traded for left tackle Trent Williams. Both players are arguably the best at their position in the NFL. When looking at the 49ers starters in last night's or on Sunday's game, out of the 22 for San Francisco's offense and defense, 10 were not drafted by the 49ers. Two of their starters. Traverius Ward and Drake Brendel were once with the Cowboys organization. Not to take anything away from Brock Purdy because he's had a successful career up to this point, but the 49ers built a roster so good that the last pick in the 2022 draft guided them to two consecutive NFC title games. The value of a 49ers brass letting the front office be all about football, not brand building, speaks volumes compared to Dallas. The Cowboys have become synonymous with the phrase, we like our guys. The 49ers like winning and going to the Super Bowls. Yes, they still need to win them, but at least they are getting there. The lesson for the Cowboys is to avoid being smitten with draft picks or the investment in a draft pick. Take Trey Lance, for example. The 49ers were so assured that he wasn't part of their future that they traded him to Dallas for a fourth-round pick, despite drafting him with the third overall pick in 2023. The Cowboys should not be afraid of staff changes. Recently, the Washington Commanders hired former Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to serve as their new head coach. Joe Witt was initially considered to replace Quinn in Dallas, but also left Dallas to be Washington's defensive coordinator. Former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer is set to be 
uh, be named the new defensive coordinator. Some fans have made peace with Quinn leaving, breathing a sigh of relief, following the defense's poor showing at the end of the season, including the Packers in the playoffs. Yet some are hesitant over Quinn's exit from the Commanders, likely in reverence for what he did to turn around a porous defense in 2020 that couldn't get out of its way. The writing has been on the wall for some time that keeping Quinn would only be temporary. He deserves a nod for what he accomplished in Dallas, but there should be there shouldn't be unrest for what lies ahead without him. As stated, personnel matters. If you enhance the talent, the job with their new coach is much easier to do. And even the most experienced coach can draw inspiration and creativity from having better components to work with. In their recent deep playoff runs, notice how many coordinator changes the Chiefs and 49ers have had. After winning a Super Bowl last year, the Chiefs allowed offensive coordinator Eric Benemy to join the commanders. The Chiefs found themselves in a big game the following season, despite having to incorporate a bevy of new receivers into their offense and manage in- injuries to Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco. San Francisco has made the NFC title game four times in the last five seasons, despite having three different defensive coordinators in that span. Robert Sala from 2017 to 2020, Mako Ryans from 2021 to 22, and now currently Steve Wilkes. Consistency amidst these changes underline the importance of an ownership group committed to supporting the head coach, supplementing the quarterback in a productive environment, and giving their new coordinators assets to enhance their options for the best chance at sustained success. Whoever Dallas decides to be their guy needs to be given the right assets and the space to adjust, because we've seen for Kansas City and San Francisco that change is good. And now we're going to take a look at three cost-effective running backs that the Cowboys should target during free agency. The Dallas Cowboys are not in the rebuild business per owner Jerry Jones. Instead, they might be in the finding a running back business, as Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle are set to become free agents this March. There was high hopes for Pollard going into 2023, but he was inconsistent throughout the season. Following the letdown year, the Cowboys are seemingly not jumping to re-sign Pollard. This could lead to them shopping in the running back market. With Dallas going all-in for 2024, it will take more than drafting a running back to revamp this running core, especially if both Pollard and Dowdle do in fact walk away. With a handful of solid backs entering free agency, the Cowboys must make a splash, but not a huge splash. With the team finally resetting the money at the running back position, let's uh, underline some free agent fits who can be had at an affordable price. Number one, Gus Edwards from the Ravens. We know that names like Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, and DeAndre Swift are up for grabs in 2024. Big-time names with big-time talents. Yes, but more than likely, Dallas will need to look for the best fit and at a good price instead of the big name. Gus Edwards is a guy that has shown heavy improvement over the years and has always stepped in when injuries plagued the Ravens' backfield. 2023, after getting the starting nod following J.K. Dobbins' season-ending injury, Edwards put together 810 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. Edwards could give the Cowboys the bruising back they missed post-Ezekiel Elliott. Edwards does not often break off 50-yard rushing touchdowns, but he can be a gem at the goal line to improve this already potent offense. Edwards' market value going in 2024 is said to be standing in the 4.5 per year range. 4.5 million per year. 
The 28-year-old can be a fantastic value signing for the Cowboys and is a name to watch out for. <clears throat> Number two, Zach Moss at the Indianapolis Colts. Another solid back who stepped in for his team's original starter, Jonathan Taylor, for half the season. Zach Moss put together 794 rushing yards and five touchdowns on a career-high 183 carries this season. Moss is a superior receiving threat to Edwards. In 2023, Moss caught 27 passes for 192 yards and three touchdowns. The former third-round pick of the Bills, Moss is exceptional in the screen game specifically. This could benefit Dak Prescott as the Cowboys' screen game has been non-existent in recent years. Moss, at 26, still has good years ahead of him, and he showed just how explosive he could be. His market value going into 2024 stands at $4.5 million per year. He only made $1.5 million in 2023, so the Cowboys might be willing to honor a demand in the two-year $5 million range. It would be risky to have Moss as the starting running back in this offense, but 2023 proved he can be a serviceable backup with starting upside. He'd be an ideal change of pace back for whomever the Cowboys identify as their starting rusher. Next up, and number three, Devin Singletary of the Houston Texans. It wouldn't be a surprise to see the Texans try to re-sign Devin Singletary, who was a seamless fit in offense and even some uh, supplanted 2022 draft darling Damian Pierce as the starter by the end of the year, including the playoffs. Singletary is undersized at five foot seven and 203 pounds, but he plays bigger than his stature. In 17 games, the 26-year-old rushed for 898 yards and four touchdowns on 4.2 yards per attempt. Impressive numbers for someone who entered the year as the backup and ran behind an injury-ravaged offensive line. In fact, Singletary's 75.4 rushing grade ranked 15th among running backs who logged at least 200 carries. Show of hands, who entered the 2023 season and considered Singletary a top 15 rusher in the league? And didn't think so. He also averaged an impressive 2.85 yards after a contact per attempt in his 23 rushes of 10 or more yards, ranked 11th at the position. Singletary's value to check in around $16 million over three years, equating to an average annual salary of $5.3 million. And that should be right in the Cowboys' ballpark. De'Ron Bland's historic season was overlooked at the NFL Honors. The NFL Honors took place and celebrated the individual accomplishments of players across the league. In just his second season, Cornerback De'Ron Bland attended the event as a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. He was joined by his teammate Micah Parsons, who was a finalist for the third straight year. Bland's season for the Cowboys was the opposite of Bland. In fact, it was historic for a defensive back. In his first season playing on the outside, Bland had a league-leading nine interceptions. Five of his interceptions were returned for a touchdown, breaking the NFL's single-season record for most in a season. Not only was he a great ball hawk for the Cowboys, but he was consistently a shutdown corner for the team throughout the season. According to PFF, Bland allowed just 725 yards and three touchdowns throughout the season. This is an average of just 42.6 receiving yards per game. 
He also only allowed 48 receptions on 89 targets throughout the season. Despite his record-breaking season, Bland received the least amount of votes out of the five finalists for the awards. Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett took the award, with Steelers edge rusher T.J. Watt finishing up as the runner-up. Parsons finished third in voting after being the runner-up for the award the previous two seasons. Las Vegas Raiders' Max Crosby received the fourth most votes, leaving Bland in last among the finalists. All the finalists had incredible seasons, all deserving of praise for their sensational performances. However, none of the candidates had a more historic season than Bland. The last cornerback to win the award was Stephon Gilmore, who took home the award in 2019. When comparing their seasons, they are very similar. Daron Bland, three touchdowns, 725 yards, allowed nine interceptions, five pick sixes, 48 receptions on 89 targets. Stephon Gilmore in 2019, zero touchdowns, 599 yards allowed, six interceptions, two defensive touchdowns, 47 receptions on 96 targets. Bland's final game this season left a sour taste in many fans' mouth as the team allowed 48 points to the Green Bay Packers in their wildcard loss in the playoffs. However, Bland had the best statistical season for a cornerback this season, and to have such a historic season overlooked is unfortunate. And now on to our next topic. Cowboys legend Emmitt Smith reveals the hard truth about Dak Prescott. For the first time maybe ever, Dak Prescott apologists are neutral about his contract situation. Though extending Prescott is the clearest path for the Dallas Cowboys to compete for a Super Bowl next season, it's fair to question whether giving Prescott top-of-the-market money would be a sound business decision. Prescott's playoff resume took another crushing hit after the Cowboys were humiliated by the Packers in the wildcard round in January. While Prescott was far from the only underachiever in the game, the loss marked another poor playoff outing from the quarterback after he dominated during the regular season. The team's performance as a collective incensed multiple Cowboy legends, including Emmitt Smith, the former M- uh, Super Bowl MVP, spoke with fans cited ahead of the Super Bowl and was adamant that there are only a handful of quarterbacks in today's NFL that are worthy of praise. Smith was complimentary of Prescott, but stopped short of stating that he can lead the Cowboys to the mountaintop. Prescott said, quote, or not Prescott, excuse me, Smith said, quote, even though uh, Dak Prescott has proven that he can throw the football, there is so much more upside with Prescott than there are with some other quarterbacks. He's shown that he can lead a team to 12 wins. He's shown that he can overcome adversity and bounce back. He's shown that he can read coverages. He's shown that he can be a complete quarterback. Now, can he take it to the next level? Yes, he can. He continued saying, quote, there's some quarterbacks that have already tapped out and they can't go to the next level. I'm looking for Josh Allen now to take it to the next level. Can he become that elite quarterback versus trying to be Lamar Jackson all the time? That kind of stuff. Can Lamar become a better passer and read coverages a lot better to help his team become better? Those are areas of improvement for guys like Dak. The points Smith made are the biggest questions hanging over Prescott's career. After eight seasons as the Cowboys' starting quarterback, seven if you discount the 2021 season due to his injury, Prescott is 2-5 and five in the playoffs with six interceptions and five losses. Smith believes Prescott has untapped potential, but entering his age 31 season in 2024, 2024, it's fair to wonder whether he'll 
ever realize it. And now on to our next topic. Cowboys Mike Zimmer hire all but rules out a trade for a certain star receiver. The Super Bowl has come and gone, and Dallas Cowboy fans are desperate to go to March after Jerry Jones promised to go all in this offseason. Is hiring Mike Zimmer to replace Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator qualifies as an all-in move? That's open for interpretation, but there's reasons to be excited about the hire. Zimmer's defense have all have almost always stopped the run. He's had seven top five defenses as a defensive coordinator and seven top ten rushing defenses. With that in mind, it stands to reason Zimmer will emphasize improving the spine of the Cowboys' defense, which was a glaring weakness. There's also the possibility of Zimmer bringing in players from his Vikings tenure. That obviously depends on who's available. This is very common around the NFL once former coordinators and coaches find new homes. There is one former Zimmer player who likely won't be following the 67-year-old to the Cowboys. That player is Stefan Diggs. Trade speculation surrounding Diggs is all the rage after he stoked rumors by ghosting the media following the Bills' playoff loss to the Chiefs. Diggs even dropped a cryptic quote on his future at the Pro Bowl games. Diggs seemingly didn't appreciate being phased out of the offense in the second half of the season. He added, He rolled with the punches after the Bills fired off it. Defensive coordinator Ken Dorsey appointed Joe Brady as his replacement. Diggs still saw plenty of targets, but his production plummeted. He last crossed 100 yards in an October game against the Giants. In a playoff loss, Diggs was targeted eight times and caught three passes for 21 yards. The former All-Pro could demand a trade when all is said and done, but he didn't exactly have a glowing relationship with Zimmer. In fact, Diggs was traded to Buffalo during Zimmer's reign as Vikings head coach a full two seasons before Zimmer was fired by Minnesota. After the trade, Diggs revealed he took issue with the Vikings' offensive philosophy, saying, quote, The Vikings were kind of gearing towards a run-heavy offense at that time. I didn't know it going in. I didn't know it was going to be that way. They only would allow me to do so much. In my eyes, it wasn't going to be in the best interest of my career. People were kind of, of I'm not going to say, peeing on me, telling me that it's raining. It's a little bit harsh, but once you don't have trust with the person, it's hard to do business. It's hard to say who that person in question was, but we lean towards Zimmer. It's unclear why Diggs was so blindsided by the Vikings wanting to be a run-first team. As a head coach, Zimmer offenses have always been built around a run. In fact, the year they went 13-3 and went to the NFC Championship, they ran the ball, the second most of any team. It's unclear if Diggs still doesn't trust Zimmer or if they repaired the relationship behind the scenes in the four years since the trade. Regardless, the fact that their player-coach relationship was tarnished to begin with suggests the Cowboys won't be moving heaven and earth to bring Diggs to Dallas. Not that they would have if they didn't hire Zimmer, but his arrival as defensive coordinator all but rules out a trade for Diggs. And before we go, we'd like to uh, thank our sponsor, Game Time. Are you a sports fan looking for the easiest way to catch all the action? Look no further. Game Time is here to revolutionize your game day experience. With just a few taps, you can gain access to an unparalleled selection of live Dallas Cowboy games, uh, sporting events, uh, theater events, comedy shows, and more. But why should you do uh, Game Time? You have well, you got instant access. You can secure your spot at the game with hassle-free incident ticket booking. 
No more long waits or complicated processes. From finding the perfect seat to walking in the stadium, Game Time makes your entire journey smooth and enjoyable. Their design and user-friendly interface ensures you spend less time planning and more time cheering. Ready to transform how you experience live sports? Download Game Time now and step into a world where game day is always at your fingertips. Whether it's the Dallas Cowboys game on Sundays or the Texas Rangers, you can always be part of the action with Game Time. Use the link in the description and check them out today. Game Time, where every game is an experience. And of course, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel for even more Dallas Cowboys news. And if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the big D. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.